Welcome back to the With Joe Eby podcast. Luke, I want to ask you, how much did you use of your IT degree? Very, very little initially. But later on? I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to think. Because well, it's hard a, to answer in an exact way. Like I used 10% of it, 20%. I don't expect yeah. that. But, it, you know, it, it does from the first thing I've gathered is you haven't used a hundred percent of it right away since no. entering the workforce. Okay. No. So and maybe, why, maybe why like is that? a lot of the, the degree I did is very, very broad for the, for the starters. So yep. unless you're, when you, when you go into the workforce and into something specific, you, you only use a certain percentage of it. And also i really wasn't I wasn't really engaged as much as I should have been I think we've talked about this before so I don't think it really I don't think it really resonated at the time so but a lot of the things that are now relevant which I never thought were relevant are like networking for example which if I was to go back I would have focused more but hindsight's interesting 2020 well yeah, networking yeah. and networking in this context is not what most people think of relationship no, building it's about the technical sorry. yeah network yes, engineering yeah. well today we're continuing with tim ferris yesterday we began this series and we talked about ex- his four-step accelerated learning kind of system that's that was episode 228 it should be for anyone who needs to refresh and today we're talking about just in time learning why it's better than memorization and just in time learning, if that's not clear, that's the kind of idea of just learning. I think it's from Kathy Sierra, but Ferris talks about it a lot. It's like learning it when you need it, right? It's a very big point because most people mess this up. They spend a mm. lot of time learning things that might be useful, of which they use a small percentage, and then they still create this case that, yes, I learned something though. I just would argue that if you spend most of your time memorizing stuff that you're unlikely to actually use, there are way more effective things you could be doing with your time. So Ferris says, I used to have the habit of reading a book or site to prepare for an event weeks or months in the future. And I would then need to reread the same material when the deadline for action was closer. This is stupid and redundant. Follow your to-do shortlist and fill in the information gaps as you go. Focus on what Digerati, whatever the hell that is, Kathy Sierra calls just-in-time information instead of just-in-case information. That's a quote from the four-hour work week. So I've spent myself, similar to you, three years studying psychology at university. And then obviously those 13 years at school before that. And then most of that time is spent being given information rather than developing skills. Now, the question is, how much of that information have you and I actually retained, Luke? And then how much of it do we actually use? And maybe it was good to know, but I can't tell you how much of it I know. <laughs> the first thing, it's like, it's good to know this. It's good to know this. People forget you don't actually retain that fucking information. Because um, going back to yesterday, remember that step one was raising the stakes? When you're in a primary school, high school, university, or do, maybe doing courses or reading a lot of books, even more applicable, and it's not just because you enjoy it, the stakes are normally like, I need to pass the test or I need to get a certain grade on my report or something very trivial. 
And because of that, um, the way nature works in conserving your attention for what's most needed, you kind of just let it go because there's so much happening. So that's the first problem with that. Like things like history, which are useful and interesting, I don't know if the goal was for me to be able to recall dates, details of battles, but I can't remember a lot of the details of World War II uh, and, and the details of the American Civil War. Yet we spend all that time learning that stuff. So it's a bit tricky. I don't, and I'm not trying to say that the, the idea is we memorize everything. But people have made education about delivering information because it was easier. Skills, though, Luke, skills are timeless. Pretty timeless, as long as you maintain them, right? That whole cliche, it's like riding a bike, mm. that you can easily reactivate something that you did learn once through muscle memory. And normally that's what skills are, uh, negotiation, conversation skills, public speaking, writing, networking, time management, right? Like there is a failure to actually cultivate those things. Unlike memorization-based information, they are actually kind of perennially useful. Yet we have made education about fucking information, about facts, figures, and dates, and content consumption, because it's easier. Not because it's better. And so many people fall into the trap of thinking that's education, that's learning. So they really struggle to innovate on the concept of learning. It's really hard to learn effectively when people don't understand what the fuck learning is. <laughs> right? As Alan Watts warned, remember Alan Watts, I don't know if you remember this part, Luke, when we unpacked him, so much of education has become cultivating a studied mediocrity. Um, where it's just about signaling you're smart because you went through this course or you got this number of uh, degrees so i guess that concept and you pointed it out beautifully it, it became relevant parts became relevant years later hmm. just in time and if i can give you a really good example for me personally and apologies i've kind of stolen the show a bit here i think i've gotten a bit riled up this, no, this, no, one, no. this one is close to my heart i get frustrates me so much please please but talk about website building as an example so in this day and age, it's, it's like not actually that hard to develop a basic website yourself, even if you're not a web developer. Okay, there's plenty of options where you don't really need to do coding. It's not that complicated. So I've, over the last year, been learning bits and pieces of building websites on a couple of different platforms, mainly Webflow. Webflow is, 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 still has a bit of a learning curve, right? It's not just set it up in an hour. But I wasn't deliberately trying to learn it. I just had to because uh, the book was launching. I needed a web presence. We had to get the first version of Constant Student going and needed a website. And I did pay people to kind of help in bits and parts. But I've yep. also picked up a lot of the skills to do it myself, which was really cool. And it was kind of like just looking up one day and I can actually do this. But the key is I don't remember all the website information. <laughs> Yeah. Right? So, so Webflow is the company I use for the constant student website and for A10 and Lost have Webflow University, which is basically just free, <laughs> free little funny tutorials, like YouTube videos on how to like use their site to build websites, right? Use their platform. And I don't really, I don't remember stuff much because I come back to it six months later to do the next upgrade. But I just go back there because they've stored the information for me. It's too hard to memorize, number one. My core business is not being a web developer. That's not my main thing. 
I can't commit that much to that. Yeah, I do want to have that the ability to do it a bit. So <laughs> the beauty is information is easily stored on the internet now. You can just go and access information when you need it. And you don't have to store it in your brain. Mm. So this is internet changed the nature of education, but no one has really caught up yet. And uh, yeah, Naval pointed this out too, Luke, right? So much of what we call education and learning is really just crude memorization without deep understanding. Mm -hmm. And I think that is part of the kind of sin here. My dad loved his physics teacher because he said, here are the formulas for physics. Don't ask why they work. Just remember them, you know, (laughs) which is great for passing tests but not yeah. great for actually applying, you know? And this is what, it, if education is its own game, that's how you can play it and win. When I was tutoring kids around their high school subjects, I wasn't making them successful at life. I was just helping them play the game of school. Mm. It's unlikely to add much value to their life beyond that. And this is, uh, so this is the big, <laughs> the big deal, but I think. Yeah. Think about how many, like I'm just thinking back, how many subjects did I actually try and understand? That's the difference. Correct. Or like trying to understand the principles as opposed to just on a notepad, just write down the term and the definition and try and, as opposed to say, okay, why is this? It's yeah, very, exactly. it's two different approaches. Exactly. And the, to wrap this up, because we'll have to move on to tomorrow's episode, it's, it's if you understand the foundations and the fundamentals, Tim Ferriss says, you'll figure out the tactics. You'll figure out that's it. You'll figure out the small things, right? If you understand the deep, but if you're trying to apply the lessons of physics, but you only memorize the formulas, it'll be very hard to go very, very deep ever, because you don't actually understand it. So anyway, there's different types of learning to consolidate this. When it's about information and content, I write reading notes on all my books. I don't remember everything I've read. I studied books. I didn't just read them for fun because I knew what I wanted and I knew that reading would help uh, enrich my ideas and stuff. Good example, Luke. We're going to go through the four-hour work week. I wouldn't have been able to do that if I had to reread the book. I actually just went to my notes I took in four years ago and that was my – and I was like, oh, yeah, and I did not remember fucking any of it. But then we're able to turn, we'll be able to turn them into about 10 podcasts ever, or however many we do on the four-hour work week. And yep. I have a whole – you've seen my reading list, everything I've read. Yes. I've got detailed notes on them because I know that I wasn't going to remember. What I have done is created a system using Notion where I can easily access those notes when I need them. For example, when I'm writing a book and I need stuff on learning or doing a podcast series like this about learning and thought leaders and I can go to their books that I've already read – and quickly consolidate the notes instead of trying to log into Audible and re-listen or find it because it's at my grandmother's house or I lent it to Luke and he lost it or something like that. Yeah, so that is the big point around information, right? Skills. Skills are muscle memory and subconscious and they're embedded in neural pathways. Information will always be expendable according to your your neuroscience, your neural systems, let's say. Very... (laughs) Very big point, easy way, easy way to stand out and goes back to the 80-20 principle talked a bit about yesterday. Anyway, that was a lot. That was a dense episode. Remember, the links for everything is in the show notes, including if you want to sign up for the 
weekly summary of the podcast, The Dorman. Just go to everything. Joe, tomorrow, Luke, we're going to ask this question. Based uh, on Tim Ferriss' advice, should you pick one thing or generalize? Mm. And that will be tomorrow.